Chapter Twenty One of the Crimson Cryptogram by Fergus Hume. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Don W. Jenkins. Chapter Twenty One: The Blind Girl. In compliment to the great poet of his nation, Herr Schwartz dignified his English home with the name of Goethe Cottage. It was a one-storied house of no great size built somewhat in the style of a bungalow and standing in a fairly large garden at the bottom of a rural cul-de-sac termed alma road shortly after his visit to the lawyer dr ellis called at this place and having advised schwartz of his coming found the german and captain garrett awaiting his arrival so eager were they to welcome him that they appeared at the gate before the bell ceased to jingle mein gut doctor cried schwartz beaming with outstretched hands you have come at last to see poor little hilda glad to see you dr ellis said garrett jerking out his words in abrupt military style we have long expected your visit come in the three walked towards the house through a theatrical-looking garden with many-coloured glass balls ranged on squat pedestals along the borders of the flower-beds there was also a tiny fountain in which a small triton spouted a smaller stream of water out of a conch shell an arbor fiery red with virginia creeper and wide walks of white pebbles which threw back a glare even under the pale rays of the late autumn sun the house was surrounded by a wide veranda of gaily striped red and white sunblinds cane lounging chairs and marble-topped iron tables within ellis found the place luxuriously furnished but also theatrical in taste and he was shown into a drawing-room where intrusive colours of scarlet and magenta inflicted torture on a sensitive eye schwartz had money and a love of comfort but the complacent way in which he looked round this terrible apartment showed that he was absolutely without the artistic sense a woman might have softened the general glaring effect of the room but the only woman in the house was blind and could have no idea of the crude ill-matched colouring by which she was surrounded when they sat down ellis looked at his companions and was astonished how ill schwartz appeared to be garrett as formerly was haggard lean and gentlemanly with the same military bearing and bored expression evidently he was a man who had as the saying is gone the pace and now in his middle age he was between forty and fifty lacked vitality and zest as usual he was carefully dressed and looked eminently well-bred and well-groomed beside his patron and friend schwartz himself was less complacent and jolly also he was lean in comparison with his former portly figure and his clothes hung loosely on his limbs instead of his face being smooth and red it was now pallid and wrinkled and although he attempted to be his usual happy self the attempt was an obvious effort occasionally he stole a troubled glance at the captain but the gentleman hardly looked at him and manifested supreme indifference only when the conversation had to do with hilda did he wake up and take any interest in what was going on you are not looking well yourself herr schwartz said ellis when the trio were seated and refreshments had been produced by the hospitable german ach i am very well replied schwartz hastily the hot dimes of the sun have made me thin and i have much thinking about the little hilda 
oh you must keep up your spirits on that i may be able to restore her sight was she born blind no interposed garrett took notice like the other children for a few weeks but afterwards the sight went do you think you can cure her i must make an examination first it is impossible for me to give an opinion before then das is right doctor you will see the little hilda at once i would give all my monies if you could make her see are you very fond of her herr schwartz tears came into the german's eyes for after the manner of his nation he was emotional and sentimental and easily touched the little hilda is the light of mine life he said in tones of deep feeling i have loved her for years and she is to me mine own child i am her second vater mother and mother and everything else jerked garrett much better than a scamp like me no no protested schwartz but with a ring of insincerity in his voice which ellis at once detected you are a goat man mine friend can i see miss garrett now this very moment cried the german getting up in a violent hurry will you come with me doctor and you garrett i will stay here schwartz better have as few in the room as possible or hilda will be nervous ach is that so then i will not stay come doctor the room at the back of the house into which schwartz introduced ellis was like a fairy palace a large airy high-roofed apartment decked and furnished with rainbow hues chinese paper of the willow-plate pattern figured on the walls curtains blue as a midsummer sky draped the french windows the carpet was of the same cerulean tint and the furniture was upholstered in azure and white hot-house flowers were placed in every corner there was a grand piano and many birds in gilded cages made the room re-echo with tuneful strains the windows were many and large admitting ample light and looking out on a velvet lawn bounded by a tall hedge of laurel ellis had never seen a more pretty or cheerful apartment and felt sad at the irony which placed amidst all this beauty and light so attractive to the eye a blind girl she was seated at the piano when they entered but rose when she heard the door open hilda garrett was tall for her age in spite of the tender diminutive bestowed on her by schwartz her face was as pale as marble and as beautiful as that of the venus de medici indeed in her white robe with pallid face and still looks she was not unlike a statue the lack of eyesight took away all expression and she lived and moved in a world of shadows ellis was profoundly touched by her beauty and helplessness and by the tender little cry she uttered when schwartz took her hand mine lovely lady i have brought dr ellis to see you he is mine good friend and glaver he will make you to see mine heart oh doctor said hilda clasping her hands and speaking in a low but musical voice can you give me back my sight that i cannot say as yet replied ellis i cannot perform miracles if your sight can be restored i hope to restore it but i must first ask you a few questions and examine your eyes aha i will go away no no papa you must stay i wish my father would come in also i want him to hold my hand and give me courage so replied schwartz with a sad expression at this preference wait my little hilda i will bring your water to you hilda nodded and a charming smile overspread her pale face 
when schwartz left the room she asked ellis to let her pass her hand over his face as she wished to know his looks ellis readily consented and hilda with a delicate touch of the blind ran her fingers over his features you are nice looking she said naively when this was done i like nice looking people thank you answered ellis laughing i am obliged for the compliment miss garrett and now i must ask you a few questions to this hilda readily consented it is not necessary to set forth the conversation or examination in extensor as the questions were purely technical captain garrett entered and held hilda's hand while ellis made an examination of her eyes this took some time but was unsatisfactory as ellis could not bring himself to pronounce an opinion privately he thought that he could cure the cataract by an operation but lacking the self-confidence which a great man should have he hesitated to express his private views i must make another examination he said after an exhaustive conversation before i can commit myself to an opinion yet i think i can give you some hope oh father hilda uttered the words in a thrilling voice and ellis glanced at captain garrett he did not look pleased indeed he frowned and withdrew his hand from that of his daughter it occurred to ellis that the captain did not wish hilda to regain her sight the expression of anger was only a flash but ellis saw it and gained the above impression had schwartz been in the room the captain might have controlled himself better but schwartz had not returned after hilda's cry for her father even on this short acquaintance ellis could not but think how the good german must have suffered from his voluntary exclusion from his darling however garrett said nothing at the moment and the doctor addressed himself to hilda i shall come to see you in two or three days he said but you must keep yourself cheerful and not mope have you no companion schwartz and myself put in garrett i mean no female companion janet gordon comes to see me sometimes said hilda i am very fond of her she is so kind and good i wish she would come again she shall come again miss garrett i will speak to her myself garrett uttered an exclamation do you know her doctor very well she is staying at myrtle villa with her sister mrs moxton hm said the captain with a glance at hilda i don't know if schwartz will like her to come here again why not i will tell you outside or perhaps schwartz will tell you himself but i want janet to come cried hilda piteously i love her again the flash of anger passed over garrett's face but he only patted her hand softly if schwartz permits her to come she shall come he said and now doctor we had better go i think so good-bye miss garrett i may be able to cure you and if you want miss gordon you shall have her for a companion thank you doctor thank you and as they left the room hilda began to play a triumphal march on the piano the words of ellis had inspired her with hope and confidence captain garrett immediately addressed the doctor when they left the room i could not speak to you plainly and there he said abruptly but i have the strongest objection to miss gordon coming here on account of the murder yes hilda knows nothing of that therefore i did not explain if miss gordon is her companion she may hear of the crime and think of the shock it would be to her delicate nerves she will never hear anything of the crime from miss gordon that lady is most discreet she is clever i don't deny doctor too clever in my opinion but she is shady she sold programmes at the merriman music hall 
she is not the kind of companion i should choose for my daughter this came well from captain garrett who had been cashiered for cheating who lived on another man's money and who was an out-and-out -out adventurer ellis felt such a contempt for him that he did not argue the question let us hear what herr schwartz has to say he said schwartz will be of my opinion said the captain gravely but here it appeared garrett was wrong schwartz listened attentively to the recommendation of ellis that miss gordon should be brought to garrett cottage as a companion for hilda his face grew a shade paler to the doctor's attentive eye and he appeared to be uneasy after a sharp glance at ellis he made up his mind and spoke it miss gordon shall come he declared decisively schwartz said garrett in a warning tone whereat the usually placid german flew into a rage i say she shall come he cried in his deepest tones janet is a good girl she will not dock of murders and wickednesses she is clever garrett muttered something not precisely complimentary to janet and turned away the german looked after him with an anxious expression but finally turned to ellis with a look of relief del janet to come he said but she must say nothings of the murders i'll answer for her there said ellis cheerfully and you can make right to little hilda i think so but i can answer you for certain next time i come i shall bring miss gordon with me and so in spite of captain garrett it was arranged end of chapter twenty one read by don w jenkins rancho san diego california